0: Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello and welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from California and now I'm living in beautiful Wuhan, China. Today with me is Bebe.
1: Yes. Hi. Hello, everybody. And hi, Jason.
0: I'd like to talk a little bit about social media. And you know, I'd like to open with the fact that I recently got on Twitter. So, like, I'm actually just learning for the first time at (laughs) 40-something years old how to use one of the most common, like, Western social media tools.
1: But do you use... Weibo.
0: I don't use Weibo, but I have tons of Chinese. Uh, I have other things. I use Shigua, I use Douyin. I use like I use Yoku. Uh, I use QQ. I use all these other. Pl- I don't use every platform in America either. I don't even know what. I'm very, not really sure what Tender is. I hear it people talking about all the time. I have no idea. Tender. Yeah, Tender apparently is a thing.
2: uh There's something called change. Foursquare. I've
0: never, I, I've never used Foursquare, but I've heard of it. There's just too many things for me to keep. That's up true. With.
1: Well, Weibo is like the uh, Chinese counterpart to uh, Twitter. Mm. Like, originally, you can only mm. write 140 characters, something like that. But I think that's like, you know, that's like the past. It has like faded into the background. Weibo. And now, yeah, I, I still have it, but I think I haven't locked on for like 10 days. Mm. It used to be the rage. Mm. You know, everything started with um the blog, right? You still blog.
0: Yeah, I absolutely do.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I used to write a blog. That was what? eight you know ten yeah eight ten years ago and that was like the main thing of social media Mm. and i think it was good because it was like um, you actually could concentrate on writing something Mm. you know it's Mm. like writing an essay Mm. it's not just like little bits of thoughts Mm. it was you know you had to write a coherent piece um so there's value in that and then that kind of died out you know after a few years and weibo took over And that was all the rage for a few years. Mm. And then we had WeChat. Mm -hmm. So people like in China, people do spend a lot of time on WeChat. And it's for practical reasons. It's very, very useful and very easy to use.
0: Based on like Um, looking at some of my younger friends that Douyin Is like the thing that everyone is using yeah, now. Yeah,
1: that's
2: right. But
0: I mean, I, I'm not really sure. You know, I bring this up. Another thing is because I worry that maybe myself, or other people, are spending too much time using like you know digital media instead of like going mm-hmm. and hanging out with real people. And like, I mm-hmm. wonder, like,
1: I think that's been a problem.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: for all over the world for the past few years. Mm. Um, and it's um, I think it takes a lot of self discipline. Mm. Um, and consciousness to be aware of how much time you're spending online, Mm. so-called social media, but it's actually, I think it's, it's, you know, we think of it as a social network, but it's much more than that. Mm. Um, And it's been eating up so much of our time and our attention Mm. um, that it's just, I don't think it's healthy anymore. Mm. Whether something is good or bad depends on how you use Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. and how much time you spend on it. Mm -hmm. But for, for me, you know, I like to think of um, things like uh, material goods, or social mm-hmm. media, or even money. I think of them as things that should serve me—not mm-hmm. to sound selfish, but you know, they are here to serve me uh, when I use them. They're there to serve you. Mm-hmm. But the the fact is, nowadays it's the other way around, mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't even notice it. But you are serving them, mm-hmm. right? People slave away to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so much that they they can't really spend that much. They're being the slave uh, for making more money. Mm -hmm. And more commonly, they're being a slave to the social media
2: platforms. Mm -hmm. You
1: know, they are are giving away their attention for these companies, for these content providers, Mm -hmm. pretty much for free, Mm -hmm. right? And then you have to, a lot of times you have to end up spending money Mm -hmm. because, you know, advertisement and all that. So I think it's the other way around now. And that's not the healthy way for us the consumers. I don't know if people ever thought about it this way.
0: something to what you said, because I think it's very pertinent. There's another thing, like, right now, sometimes there's uh, media that pops up, and if you're not interested in Mm. it, you can, like, do something else while the media plays, you know, for, like, the advertisement for something, Mm. but there's actually a new technology, and this is really, this scared me when I read it. I read it on RT, Mm -hmm. but it says a new technology that uses your phone's facial recognition technology to make sure that your eyes are looking at the advertisement for the requisite amount of time oh my gosh. and if you are not looking at it it pauses until you look back so I mean I think that's ho- that is so horrible like so now you are forced to watch like a Pepsi commercial <laughs> that's awful wow
1: I didn't know it got to that degree it, it's also- not
0: it's it, no this is a brand new technology that hasn't rolled out yet they're mm-hmm. just doing like trials and stuff mm-hmm. but could you imagine being forced to watch commercials right now I usually just mute the commercial and do something else right. but now like you'd be literally forced to watch their like advertisement. I think that's really scary. But I
1: feel like Jason, you're such a nice person. You'll be like, oh, sorry, sorry. I was just, you know, wandering away for two seconds. I'm back now.
0: <laughs> oh, I actually came up with a way to get around it. I already thought of it. So what you need to do is have like a napkin or a card or something mm. and then like cover the screen and just look at the napkin just what? to spite them. So <laughs> they see your eyes looking in the right direction, but you don't see their advertisement. I,
1: oh, OK, <laughs> because the camera captures your eyes, your
0: eye direction.
1: Oh, well, clever, Jason. Yeah,
0: we can still get around it. I
1: was, um, I think I read somewhere that they are finding ways to plant commercials in your dreams. What? (laughs) What? I I read, you can start, I read this somewhere last year. Oh, that's terrifying. And it's for real.
0: Oh, no.
1: Yeah, they are like, they are delving into your subconscious level. And trying to influence you. Like maybe they'll chant like, buy this car. It's
2: fantastic.
1: (laughs) Like 10,000 times while you sleep. And then by the time you get up in the morning, he's like, I don't know why, but I just need to get that car.
0: (laughs) That's really scary. Or
1: like, I just have to get that new coffee blend or something. Yeah. <laughs> so be aware, guys. Wow, that's
0: really scary. So, yeah. And, you know, I really, you know, another thing that really happened recently, and I think a lot of people are really interested, is that Facebook has gotten a lot of negative media. You know, for one, a couple, a few years ago, it had that whole Uh, Cambridge Analytica thing where like they were like pooling millions and millions of people I guess billions of people's data Mm -hmm. so that they could create algorithms based on what kind of advertisements and all kinds of crazy stuff and voter Mm -hmm. stuff it really complicated like hacking people on like a massive level Mm -hmm. and so Facebook was already not popular but increasingly Facebook has been a divide a tool that has divided people Mm -hmm. around the world in different countries against themselves and created like social disharmony in countries all over the world. Mm. And so Facebook is, and then, then Mark Zuckerberg came out recently a couple months ago and he's like, oh, we're going to rebrand as Meta and mm. we're going to work on all this new technology for you to put stuff on your head. <laughs> but uh. then like a big surprise, their, their, their stock dove. So according to The Verge in an article called Meta's market value plunges by 230 billion in one day. And that was not, that was- Whoa, that's a that's lot a of lot zeros. Of mo- that's a lot of money. But it wasn't even the- only day that that happened they also lost money on consecutive days so what ended up happening is they lost like 25 percent of their market value one day and then like a a five and ten percent on other days so facebook is is Mm. basically being hollowed out you know i think people i'm personally think my own opinion is that there are so many other platforms to choose from now. You know, mm-hmm. at one one time, Facebook was the platform that everyone went to, but now you have mm-hmm. Twitter and Reddit, and people have around the world have other things. Like, for example, Weibo you mentioned and WeChat, mm-hmm. and so like the market is diversifying again away from one product. People don't need to, Facebook anymore, but people have been uh, investing their money in what is it called? Uh, where they buy the entire market indexing. They've been indexing for the last. 20 years, people have been buying the market. And then lately, in, because people, the market, stock market has just been skyrocketing out of control. And a lot of economists are saying uh, it's not, it's really not that at the value that people think it is versus the products yeah. that are available. But people have been buying up tech stocks. So they've been buying like Apple uh-huh. and they've been buying Facebook and they've been buying all of these like unicorn kind of, I guess they're not unicorns they're because they're old, uh-huh. but like these big stocks. And so uh, people are actually starting to realize, wait a minute, you know, these stocks are really over over value mm-hmm. on top of the fact that you have the reality that meta by by repositioning uh Facebook as this meta platform mm-hmm. it didn't really work so people are realizing that Facebook is was at least i don't know i don't know enough about stocks mm-hmm. but it well, at least was overpriced really mm. overvalued overpriced. Okay, so yeah. i
1: guess things are just getting back to closer to reality maybe sorry i, mm-hmm. I just have mm-hmm. this pretty negative feeling about all these um social media in general not like completely negative because they do serve certain purposes right like uh in china people spend a lot of time on wechat they still do, although mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm, of their attention has yeah. uh, gone to TikTok. But um, WeChat is where your family members are,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, your
1: family members and your closest friends. We don't do as much friend circle anymore
2: because
1: mm-hmm. um, there's so many other things grabbing our attention. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, that's still where we uh, talk to our parents, our relatives, and business is conducted um, communicate. there, communicate. Yeah, business exactly. So it's still very crucial, but for entertainment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of people have gone to TikTok and, you know, other sites. Um, And what I wanted to share, what I want to share about social media, I think if we really sit down and think about this, um, there are the good aspects, right? As we mentioned, and also I do learn things from Mm -hmm, the social mm -hmm. media. Like if you actually focus and actively search for things you Mm -hmm. need, like sometimes I want to hear great speeches, right? Or, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. TED Talks um, or specific uh, people that I've like scholars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that mm-hmm. I follow and I go to these sites. So they serve mm-hmm. me. See, I win <laughs> when they serve yeah. me, right? Um but there are a lot of other times when you're not conscious about using these um platforms, um, they will end up using mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we can just sit down for a minute and think about um what we want to like why we use these platforms. And then, you know, on another page of paper you can write down what they want from mm. you. So um, what I want from these, as I mentioned, sometimes for knowledge reasons, for actually for social networks, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes I use it purely for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm like exhausted from um, doing work, like, you know, like, uh, just for work. You know, sometimes you just, you just mm-hmm. need a break. Um, and sources of news and knowledge and things like that. And, but I don't want to spend hours just uh, flipping mm-hmm you know, the, the, the pages and kind of feel like I'm sucked mm-hmm. into this. So you can analyze what you want to get mm-hmm. out of these. And then on the other side, I think we have to be aware of what these platforms, these companies want mm-hmm. from us, right? Like Facebook, what, what does fa- Facebook want from me? My attention, time, my yeah. time, and eventually my money right to buy yes things.
0: but i mean that's what their advertisers want but i think facebook itself mm-hmm. really just mainly wants you to spend the maximum amount of time exactly. on the platform so that they can right. sell time to their advertisers
1: and that is not just facebook you know they're not like you know the bad the bad guy out there that's <laughs> all what all of these platforms want to do mm, right? mm, all these mm. chinese ones uh, you follow i follow that their main goal is to just, you know, do whatever they can to make you stay as long as possible. Mm. And because that's their way of making money. Mm. So I think we have to know that their goal is not to make our lives better, yeah, so to speak, right? What they're doing uh, really doesn't have much to do with that. Now, some of the content providers may have that as their mission. Mm-hmm. They want to share something useful, yeah. or they want, you know, share uh, lifestyles or other ways of improving the way we live. But in general, when we turn on any um, so-called these social network platforms, I think we, you know, you you can see a little light pops up and tell you, okay, remember what they want to do, (laughs) right? Grab as much attention of your attention as possible for as long as possible. I think it's just a little check, right? To to tell yourself that, okay, maybe I've given them enough. (laughs) So
0: I mean, I agree with you actually. And you know, but the reason I I block a lot of people on WeChat is not because Mm -hmm. I didn't like them. It's like, oh, Okay. This particular friend is posting something 5 times a day. I have about 500 friends on WeChat. Oh. So If I, if everyone, if I'm reading every single person's posts and I have like 50 Mm. people who post five things a day, then that gives me work because I have to scroll through all of their, these, these 50 people's five posts Mm -hmm. to see the one post by that friend of yours who posts like once a week or once a month. Mm. So what I do is if you're posting pictures of your sandwich and then your lunch and then Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, some like poster about Garfield going to smell (laughs) the flowers. Okay. That's, that's too much. I'm sorry. Like you just lost your privilege Mm -hmm. on my time so i end up blocking like a lot of people (laughs) just because they post too much and so Mm -hmm. i do that as a favor to people too on wechat i try not to post more than like about once a week maximum Mm -hmm. it's like hey this is something that's important to me or something i felt Mm -hmm. that i wanted to share with my friends
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: i don't just sit there okay wow i'm having a steak let's take a picture of my steak and show everyone like that is like the (laughs) worst kind of social media yeah
1: or by the time we realize that, oh, I want to take a picture, it's like half gone already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, I don't mind food. Like if it's Christmas mm-hmm. or like it's Chinese New Year or it's like mid-autumn festival and you're having a very special meal once or twice or three times a year. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure. OK, that's a great picture. But if it's just like your lunch every day, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think as p- many people are interested as, as some people think. Hey,
1: to be honest, Jason, I don't even know how to block people on WeChat. <laughs> Like I I haven't really, yeah, I haven't really discovered, but what I, (laughs) really? Okay. Anyhow, because I don't really use it as much anymore. Like I think uh, in the past year, especially I've, um, consciously shortened the time I spent Mm, on WeChat mm, 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 because it was taking up so much of my time. And the worst thing about such, uh, kinds of social media is that, um like it it, it just chops mm-hmm, up your mm-hmm, time
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because
1: it's not like okay for this hour i'm gonna send you yeah, all the messages yeah. right that's gonna send it's yeah. constant somebody there's new messages yeah. popping up and i was really happy when i learned how to turn off these um uh mm-hmm. message alerts um like you can turn it off for yeah, certain
2: yeah, yeah. people or groups you can mute right? them
1: because it was so yeah. distracting. I know. And I, I don't think humans like this state of being distracted. Yeah. Like we're, we're pretty happy. You. When you think about it, we're pretty happy when we are concentrating mm. on one thing. But especially when I have to work and I'm constantly mm-hmm. distracted. And me being a nice person, you know, I want to return mm. the message. I don't want them feel like, oh, you know, she's ne- neglecting me or she doesn't care about me as a friend. So every time I see these messages, I return. But then it, mm-hmm. it literally destroys my day. <laughs> I get nothing done. Um, and then I made, kind of made up my mind that, okay, maybe I'm not going to be that nice anymore. And maybe it's not even that important. Yeah, you have to people, learn
0: to say no. You know, for
1: me to return yeah. their messages. Right. And, you know, when they um, send you uh, WeChat messages, usually it's not mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. urgent. It's like somebody mm-hmm. twitting you. If it's it's urgent, he's going to call you or Mm -hmm. she's going to call you. So I've uh, told myself, don't worry too much about it. And it's been helping immensely well um uh, yeah to, to allow me to have blocks you know i time. agree
0: with you 100 percent, and i think it's not just about like friends who like you know or groups that of people who are always messaging each other know, mm. sometimes it's actually about work you know i don't mm. mind being contacted by work like mm-hmm. if something happens in my kindergarten where like a teacher has got the flu and we need to cover them or figure mm. out what to do that's okay i get that that happens once in a blue moon we need to like have a A team of people figure out what to do right but like when people at work start like just violating your time on the weekends and the evenings (laughs) and messaging you like every weekend about some Uh something that they just happen to think of I'm sorry Mm -hmm. but I'm not at work and Mm -hmm. I don't really want to be you know in France and and I think it's Portugal and a couple other countries it's actually illegal to to call a social media message or email an employee outside of their work hours mm. I kind of think that's over overkill oh my gosh I think that's too much
1: well everybody would be in jail here
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's overkill it's too much uh-huh. you know we didn't all used to have cell phones right in my dad's day like he would just go mm. home work was over you because you wouldn't see someone mm-hmm. until like the next day right. <laughs> so like I think it's a little unfair I to think- people to take advantage of this moment to constantly be mm. bossing your employees around. Right. Like you should you should let them have their time off. That's that's built into the system, mm-hmm. having time off for, for a re- very good reason. And it's
1: good for your employees to rest. Yeah. Unless, unless the time they're supposed to, during the time that they're supposed to rest, they spend all that time on
2: social media <laughs> doing other things.
1: Um, but this reminds me of a TED talk that i just heard um i think it, it mentioned that this, there's this german company they have this mm-hmm. policy when their employees go on vacation you know how you have this um uh, automatic yeah yeah, yeah. reply i right? mm. said so, like I'm, on vacation, I'm out of the I'll get back. yeah I'll you can reach to out you. to my
0: colleague x person exactly
1: yeah. or i'll get back to you eventually but for this company it would say that okay so and so is on vacation your email will be deleted If you really need to contact somebody, you know, contact somebody else who can do the same thing Mm. so that, you know, after a while people get, okay, no, he's on vacation. He's on vacation. I'm not going to be able to reach him Mm. unless it's probably some emergency. And I think people maybe are a lot of more people are starting to realize how disturbing it has become. Mm. It's not just about it is easy to return one message, right? It takes a few minutes and maybe even less than that. But the distraction it causes has longer after facts. Um, I read a few books on about like concentration and how our attention are so scattered nowadays. Mm. We're really, really not all that produ- productive. Um, it's so much more than just, oh, it's just a message. Right, But if they're like 30 in a day, mm. you're not going to have even like 10 minutes of uninterrupted time. Mm. And it's um besides the fact that you are won't be able to concentrate, you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I literally feel bad when I'm distracted all the time. I get, I get, you know, the word fun mm-hmm. in Chinese. Do you know this character? Fun,
0: you mean? Fun? rice
1: no like how fun nah. it's just like you feel agitated and unpleasant mm. and that's the feeling mm. you get it's like somebody keep interrupting you while you're trying to work that feeling you get that's like how fun nah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so I, I don't like that feeling and being mm. distracted mm. will feel like that um and also you know I, I want to take this opportunity to talk about why we want social media or why we mm-hmm. spend mm-hmm. so much time on social media mm-hmm. have you ever thought really thought about this.
0: yeah yeah i think i like think a
1: deeper psychological means. i think a
0: lot of people our age have spent more time mm-hmm. thinking about this like
1: first of all i think a lot of people are on social media maybe especially the younger people to get attention themselves right you know for people who are posting mm. like mm-hmm, themselves mm-hmm. in i don't know like in a nice dress or With their sandwich they're going <laughs> or their sandwich <laughs> i think that's your focus <laughs> your or how Pretty they look, yeah, right? Yeah. On that selfie, selfie, day, selfie, selfie, selfie. They they post it in the hope that they will get a lot of likes,
2: mm, right? Mm,
1: um mm. that people will admire them mm. and see how great they look, how great they live. So it's kind of their, I guess, deep. Burned down they're looking for attention and affirmation mm, mm. right they they want to be liked and admiration even
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
1: for some people it's a it's to show off
0: yeah, yeah maybe
1: they don't think it is but deeper down that's what they're yeah, doing absolutely right? yeah and also uh this quest for social status mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. especially for people who have they feel like they've they've made it, mm. you know, like oh, I'm able now to come to mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. restaurant where you know poor people can't make it. <laughs> you know, they spend like a, thousands on one meal. Yeah, I think. And it's, the first thing they do, they'll mm. be snapping pictures. I agree right? with
0: you. I think it's also a little bit. um It shows insecurity to some extent. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if you're really rich, like you are rent like wealthy, you know, mm-hmm. you probably don't care like right. to show that you are because you you are comfortable mm-hmm. enough. But like those pictures of the. people. People like uh, this is three or four or five years ago, where people were like falling out of their BMW with all of their electronic gadgets and stuff. This was like a social trend Mm. on social media for a while. Uh, Like they'd take a picture of them looking like they were falling out of their expensive car with all of these expensive things on the ground in front of them. This was a thing. It's gone now, Uh, but but like I think I
1: vaguely remember. But I think it's a really
0: insecure thing to do. It's it's to show Mm. show off because you don't feel like people mm. do already think of you that way. It's kind of like, oh. I, that's my feeling. I think I'm pretending mm. to know something about psychology. I don't know anything about psychology.
1: <laughs> we all know a little <laughs> bit about psychology. <laughs> yes. But I
0: feel like the girl who's like, you know, 19 years old and who who is pretty maybe, but she does she's not sure if she's pretty mm. and keeps posting pictures of her, herself like five times a day. I mm. feel like she, ne- she doesn't actually understand that maybe she is pretty mm. Or that she should accept herself the way she is. And the reason she's <laughs> seeking harsh. all of this approval is because she's not confident mm. enough to just that, that not do that all day. Um, you know, like, and just move on with her life.
1: And But most people who are doing that don't realize it. You know, for people who are, uh, you know, we see them as showing off. Um, like, say, they go to this fancy banquet. Mm, mm, mm. Like, imagine you've if you've been similar banquets, like, a hundred times. Mm. Do you still want to... You know, take pictures and show off. <laughs> it's for people who are going there for the first time. Yeah, right? Yeah. Wow, this is so yeah. cool. I, you know, I made it to this level mm. in the mm. social ladder. So I think these are some of the um deeper psychological needs. And once you see through that, you know, I, I don't think you'll be as you feel as much of this urge to share about your life. Mm. And everybody's so busy anyway nowadays, right? I mean, who really has the time to to care about what you eat yeah. or what you have on. <laughs> so um, <laughs> even if you post it out there, I don't think it's going to be really appreciated as much. I
0: agree with you 100%. I also think that there are special occasions like, okay, say so, okay, say you are a, a lady of whatever age and you do put on like a hanfu and go out during like the, what's it called? Uh, the, the cherry blossom festival. Mm-hmm. I think that's, okay, sure. But you know, if, if you're going to do that like once, Every now and then that's fine. But like it shouldn't be like every day where like, you know, like constant feed of you in different like outfits like Mm -hmm. that's too much. I think it's okay. Like like we talked about before, you post food like for special occasions. Cool. You post yourself dressed up for special occasions. Cool, but when it becomes something you just do all the time, I think it—it's not just that it's about like you. It's like it's not just mm-hmm. that it shows that you're insecure or something, but it's also like people don't <laughs> care anymore. After you do it once, people are like, "Wow, really nice! You look so good in that suit." Mm-hmm. But then when you start like showing yourself off in a new suit all the time, people are like, "Don't you have? Would he just stop?
2: Better to yeah, do?
0: would you just stop <laughs> posting these pictures of yourself? I don't, no one cares anymore." <laughs>
1: I do want to share with our listeners that we need to admit that we have a very limited amount of self-control
2: mm, mm, mm. and
1: also willpower.
2: Yeah.
1: And some people don't know that. They think that you have immense, like immeasurable amount of willpower, but actually it's limited. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, um, the Chinese word is 自律, mm. like you regulate yourself, you mm. discipline yourself, mm. but that takes a lot of energy.
0: Actually, I agree.
1: Right. And also, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, screen time, Mm -hmm. not just for adults, Mm -hmm. but also for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I happened to watch this TED Talk. It it, it talked about an interview Mm -hmm. uh, of Steve Jobs, you know, when the iPad first came out. And of course, they would tell you how great it is, right? And then I think after Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. um, the interviewer were asking him, like, your kids must love it. You know, at the end of a long interview about the product, Mm -hmm. kind of just like slipped it in. Your kids must love it. And guess what he said? Mm. and steve Jobs said that they haven't used it Mm. the ipad Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: you know they limit how much tech their kids use at home so you know he was you know honest about he didn't just go and say oh of course they love it it makes them better kids
0: (laughs) um (laughs) every kid should be using one of these all time all the time
1: (laughs) yeah you should you should just buy this for your kid um, but that's not the case. And I think as parents, we need to be very, very careful. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as I just mentioned, we adults um, have a hard time yeah. disciplining ourselves, regulating our lives into uh, the way that we want to live. I mean, imagine for kids, they have like, no <laughs> willpower or
0: mm-hmm. self discipline.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a process of training. And they're starting from nothing. I'd like to
0: add to that really quickly. I, I have a friend, his name is Niall. And he told me about this school. So I looked it up. I don't remember the name of the school, but it's near Stanford and it's for children. And it's actually for the children of a lot of these really big tech execs and really, really wealthy. It's called
1: Waldorf what? School of Peninsula. Oh, you know
0: the school I'm thinking of? I think
1: that's, yeah. That's, but
0: it, it, they have I know no this tech. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, a, you see a lot, a lot of people mm-hmm. see advertisements for really nice schools in America. And, like, they are a bunch of kids and they're all sitting there and they have a mm-hmm. laptop or they have an iPad or whatever. And they're using that. That's actually not like, the elite school, mm-hmm. the India, the, these really elite schools, especially for mm-hmm. young children, there are zero computers, there are zero Apple like devices or uh, slates or iPads or anything. Mm. What they have is notepads and books. And this is for like the elite, elite, elite people, with, like billionaires' kids. Mm. And so they're not allowed to use the entire time that they're at school any kind of technological device whatsoever. <laughs> if they want to learn something, they need to open books Ooh. and they need to take notes with a pen and paper. Mm-hmm. And like these are le- these are what the elites are doing. They're actually making sure that their kids are not stuck on a device all day mm-hmm. and then you have these then Think you have this other these, perception everybody. by people yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you have this perception by a lot of people that you know we need to get schools uh, like in africa more computers mm. so that you know and that's true because they need to catch up digitally but at the same time young kids should not be sitting there with a device all day yeah. it's not healthy for it's them.
1: probably better just to use like a, a stick you know writing oh. in the sand um, I, I I actually <laughs> saw the same thing. The school is called Waldorf School of Peninsula in mm. and it's in the Silicon Valley, and seventy five percent of the kids mm, uh, in that school have parents or from families mm. who you know parents work at high level Silicon Valley tech executives. Wow. So as you mentioned, like billionaires, right? And they don't introduce screens until the eighth grade. Mm. It's not like they will never but eighth grade that's like what ju- uh, junior yeah. high yeah, Children, yeah, yeah junior high yeah so it's pretty late in the game and they try to limit the uh, even Steve Jobs limit how much tech their kids use at home mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. guys think about this it's like you know you know a company makes like milk powder and don't but they don't want to feed it to their own kids yeah yeah think of how poisonous it actually is mm. and they will say all these great things about it you know on, on uh, advertisement and advertisements and you know for marketing but if they don't want their own kids using it, I think that's the answer. That's all we need to know. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And also, I think I, from the books I've read about mm-hmm. concentration and mm-hmm. how much distraction, damage they can do. So as I mentioned, first of all, mm-hmm. um, they break apart your time, right? We need actually need blocks of time to be productive. And second of all, as I mm-hmm. mentioned, personally, they make me feel agitated. <laughs> they make me feel how <laughs> fun So they don't make me feel good. You're happy. And... Um, there's an even deeper and longer effects mm. is that it kind of messes up your brain it, your brain needs to be trained to be able to yeah. concentrate but if for day after day year after year your brain doesn't get the chance mm-hmm. to learn to concentrate You'll have a scatterbrain.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the word.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is the word. Like, you won't be able to focus very well hmm. for long periods of time.
0: I think you're completely right. Um, um, on anything Reading a book is a long process. I mean, if you're a very good reader, you could read a book in a day. But, like, mm-hmm. that takes concentration. It takes hour after hour of focusing and creating your own story and your right. imagination and not putting the book down to check Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you just started
2: using. <laughs>
0: Well, I want to actually talk about that just a little sure. bit because I did just start using Twitter for uh, five days ago. Mm. The first two or three days, I actually lost sleep because I was up like until like 4 a.m. On Twitter. Mm. Yeah, because I, like it was a new experience. I got addicted to it really fast. I was like, "Wow, I don't know what, what is Twitter. They won, Jason. They won. Yeah, they did. And then but really quickly, because I'm an adult and I've been through similar experiences, I'm now to the point where it's like, OK, I've used Twitter for this amount of time today and I'm turning it off mm-hmm. and I'll see what it is says tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a big problem for teenagers, especially. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about a sensitive subject. You know, a lot of uh, bullying happens on social media, like whatever the platform it is. Mm like a lot of young people in all countries around the world, they get bullied online and, you know, kids, they're they're very sensitive, but some kids are not aware of the impact that their words have. Mm. So they tease in a really inappropriate Mm -hmm. way when they're teenagers. And so you end up with places like Japan, South Korea, the United States, where some children are, have been bullied so much. And, you know, they're perfectly wonderful children Mm. that, you know, there's nothing wrong with them, but they are some people in their social media make Mm. them feel like they're not Mm. that they're terrible people. And like in the context, that's difficult for us to understand as an adult, it can lead to self-harm, which is, which is tragic. That's the thing
1: about social media, because there's so little cost Mm. to writing anything on social media, right? You could be just writing something mindlessly Mm. and you don't feel like you're being hurtful. Or sometimes you feel like, ah. just saying something. You know you're being not you you know you're not being nice, but you feel like, yeah, you know, maybe people won't take it seriously. But you never know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. about the other person on the other side. They might be really innocent and vulnerable and sensitive, and they haven't learned to mm. distinguish mm. what's real or what's not, you know, or mm-hmm. what's important and what's not. Mm-hmm. And it can do real harm. I've seen it in the news, you know, people um um end up,
2: mm.
1: uh, you know, it, it can lead to tragedies the mm-hmm. the the terrible things that people say online um so i think you know as parents uh for me and you know other parents we mm-hmm. should be aware that first of all our kids don't have as much willpower <laughs> right if you give them an ipad it's like giving them <laughs> a piece of candy they will want to eat it mm. and they will try everything they can to eat it mm-hmm. they don't think about the consequences they don't think about the purpose it's just like a natural urge you know, if if my if the iPad in the house is anywhere around my daughter's vision,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like she can't think about anything else.
0: <laughs> no, she'll she'll think about how to grab it.
1: So she's I've nine. She's iPad. nine years old. She's seven. Seven. She's seven. Yeah, and I, like it's um, it's she's not really addicted, and she if it's out of her sight, she doesn't really ask for it.
2: Mm-mm. You know
1: because it's not an important part of our day here mm-hmm. like we have a tv but we don't really watch it much mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. do have ipads but we don't use it much still if it's a choice and it's right in front of her she will want to use mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because she you know she sees other kids using it so don't trust your kids ability you know so you know parents say i trust you and i've done that many times and it turns out that it doesn't work
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I wanted so, to kind of talk about this exact thing a little bit more. So I'm going to give some context to why what, what I want to talk about. Like, sure. I teach children, young, young children, like kindergarten and other ages around that age. Mm. And some of those kids have literally have phones, oh. like cell phones, and some of them have the watch. And so I think about this sometimes. Obviously, during class, I say you can't use that. Put it in your backpack mm. and you can use it after school and so I've asked some of the parents some of the parents reasoning is oh if they get lost I want them to be able to call me and that's usually the one for the, the watch one because mm. it's usually linked to mom's phone it's part of her like plan mm. so that she can make sure she can find her son or daughter which I think is great you know I don't want children to get lost or kidnapped <gasps> and I think it's gr- great that they should be able to call mom instantaneously right. I also saw some media over the uh, Chinese New Year where there was a little girl mm. and she had gotten so good at using her watch that she was using it like it was a phone. So she just got incredibly good at using her watch Mm her iPhone or iPhone watch, I don't know, whatever it is, Huawei, lots of technology has this now, Mm -hmm. that she could just switch in back and forth and check social media and do all kinds of, and I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, like at what point is it appropriate for these children to have these devices? I understand in some cases it's for safety, which is great, Mm -hmm. but like if there's a six or seven-year-old with like a phone, Mm -hmm. like we were talking about before, it could probably do all kinds of damage to them, kinds of information that they might access God like mm-hmm. forbid there's some really dangerous information on the internet and like you know mm-hmm. you definitely don't want them going yes. to some websites but I mean also social media can also be extremely damaging if they're able to access that or like you know mm-hmm. some some adults unfortunately have very harmful ideas about children mm-hmm. and we don't want them to be able to access our kids right so like it's a really big question like at what point should kids have access to this technology or what kinds of technology are being developed you know or we should should we develop to make sure that kids can be found by mom, mm-hmm. but then uh, everyone else cannot, you know?
1: You know, that's a, that's really difficult. But I do know that my daughter's school, uh, they don't allow these kind of um, uh, mm-hmm. watch, like, I don't know, smartwatch or something like that. Yeah. And almost every kid has one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's very, it could be very distracting. If she has mm. it on her wrist, she will be tempted. To do all kinds of fun things. Mm. Like from if you give me one, actually, I don't think I'm smart enough to use it well. <laughs> I'll probably manage to like
0: I feel like my fingers find... are too big. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are too... That could be another problem. But for me is, you know, I can barely manage my cell phone, the basics, and I'm and I'm okay with it. You know, I don't mind being outdated this way because I think it actually uh helps to preserve my calmer <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but for kids, as you mentioned, they can be so smart, and I mm-hmm. think one reason they can be so smart is they don't have this notion of of breaking things mm-hmm. they will point to anything they know, they'll they'll click on mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. to try it out whereas adults, I'm afraid of like things exploding or <laughs> just uh, deleting things they don't they'll just try it and they'll learn it learn to use it really really quickly uh but I, I think, as I mentioned earlier, the worst thing uh, you can do to your kids—these things can do to your kids—is mm-hmm. that they'll end up with a scatter brain. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: their brain will be so scattered, so chopped up into little bits, that they will have a very hard time focusing on one thing and focusing on that for longer and longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. It is an ability that's crucial for anyone's success. You know, I don't—I don't think anyone who's really successful has scatter brains. Mm-hmm. Like, if they they can't focus on one thing, they're not going to be good at anything.
0: I agree with you, actually. And this is really well understood by CEOs. I have a friend. His name is Pat. Mm -hmm. He's the CEO of a... a nft company but before that he was a head of a video game company Mm -hmm. i was just casually chatting with him one time he was telling me about if your video doesn't catch someone's attention within like 1.36 seconds i don't remember exactly Mm -hmm. but he knew the exact amount of like microseconds Mm -hmm. that it takes for someone to either stay on the platform or to click away on like TikTok and Mm. doing and it's very short amount of time and that indicates a lot about like you know (laughs) our ability to concentrate yeah in the 1980s like you put on a movie you watch the movie because that was what was there (laughs) but now it's like there's so much choice that people are like Mm. making snap judgments in one and a half seconds Mm -hmm. no no no, no. Yes. This says a lot about people's choices, but it also says a lot about people's inability to concentrate on anything. And you know, how are we going to get kids to read books if they cannot even watch a TikTok video for more than a second? Or right. An and
1: also, I think we we are forgetting the feeling, the sense of fulfillment and just pure happiness. while we accomplish something, you know, after devoting it for mm. a period of time. Um, I, I think of it as a mm-hmm. little bit like, you know, exercise. When you are in the process, it's not really pleasant, right? I mean, who actually enjoys mm-hmm. breaking apart their muscle cells, right? <laughs> uh, and
0: Martine, my friend Martine. Oh, okay. Does. All
1: right, there are exceptions. He's one
0: of the rare people who goes to the gym for fun. <laughs> for the joy of it. But I he's like, Yay, gym time. I don't know. I
1: I wish he can share just a slit of his spirit, you know, with me. But I do understand that after you exercise, the feeling of accomplishment. Mm, I've mm, done something mm. great. You know, I've, I've, yeah. I've exercised. I've eaten spinach. Or, you know, <laughs> I've helped somebody. And this joy and fulfillment you get from doing the right things, mm. it's long-lasting. And also, the joy and uh, the sense of contentment from finishing an entire book, right? Just mm, if you, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, for people who mm-hmm. read, um you know sometimes I would suffer through a a bad book Mm. you know I know I don't like it already you know I'm like (laughs) one third or something into it but I don't like the worst feeling is to to have lots of unfinished books Mm. you know the feeling I get from unfinished book it's like oh you know there's something that's it's not done it's not finished it's uh, Mm. it's a terrible feeling so I would actually suffer through it as much as I can right and then, at least, I've completed something,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
1: I want kids, my, I want my daughter, I want other kids to, to have the sense of completion, you know, to be able to actually finish something from the start to the end. And I think it's important mm-hmm, for their mm-hmm, future mm-hmm. projects, whatever they do, um, to make them feel to be to become addicted, um, not to instant mm-hmm. uh, entertainment and gratification, but become addicted mm-hmm. to this feeling mm-hmm. of um, contentment how great they feel like, ah, mm-hmm. I've completed mm-hmm. this whole book. You know, if they don't, if they can't do that, you know, complete one book after another, 100 books after another, they'll never be able to write anything, you know, like in a complete essay or mm-hmm. even a mm-hmm. book in the future. So I think my parents start to be aware of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: While you're talking, I was thinking about my brother. I have a brother. His, he's a beautiful man. His name is Robert. When he was young, he uh, he never actually read books a lot. But when he got... In his twenties, this is. I think this is just an interesting story. I don't think I cast that much light on what we're talking about. He read Moby Dick. I guess Moby Dick for him. He was like, "Wow, this book is amazing!" And he actually read it from cover to cover in like a couple days. And just out of after having not really read books his whole life, and from that moment forward, he started reading like a book every week. And I was just like in kind of shock because I was always the person who read books from I was like ten years old, like just cover Mm -hmm. to cover. And like when I saw him, like. Moby Dick is amazing Jason I was just like what happened to you <laughs> yeah,
1: it's happened? never too
0: late you know sometimes it just snaps into for place for one thing
1: okay Moby Dick like I love reading I couldn't stand that book mm. like after
2: but those it,
1: it was one of the books that I actually I, I try really hard to just to just go through I did finish it mm. but by the time I finished it I hated the book so much I wanted to rip <laughs> it apart and burn it and then scatter the ashes. <laughs> and, but,
0: that's how I felt about the first time I read Les Miserables. That's how I felt about it. Loveliness. I love like, This is so, I know. <laughs> I long. Later in life, I learned to like it. I was 13 and it was oh, like my no, no, first no. really big book. It's like 1400 pages, the one that yeah. I had. And so like <laughs> at some point in the middle, I was lost. And I was like, who are all of these people? I don't know what's happening anymore. There's too many characters. Right. <laughs> no,
1: you you were in it too early Mm. um i read it like while i was at work and it took me a whole year wow it was like you know during breaks and i would read a bit Mm. and there were chunks where i i just didn't really know what what he was talking about (laughs) but in general you know you know after i finished it i think it was a great book Mm. but moby dick oh my goodness like can't you just say what you want to say (laughs) (laughs) instead of using these sentences um that nobody can understand yeah uh, but anyhow, so that w- that was amazing. Your brother is a little weird,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you know who would fall in love with reading with Moby Dick. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, I. W- Anyhow, but the you sense
2: know, of completion, mm, 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 right? You
0: know, you're right, and I think we actually, as people who read, I think we could actually set people up for success. I think people should start reading something short. I think that's the key. Like of my of my said mm, Men is like 80 pages or something, <laughs> and then you could be like, "Hey, I finished a book," mm. you know. So like Steinbeck, a lot of Steinbeck's right. books are really short, exactly. So I think that's where people should start out if mm. they're if they're struggling to. That's read. That's a
1: really good advice, and I'm 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 happy that you know you teach kids um, because you. We're not going to be, you know, asking them to read Les Mis, the unabridged version when they're 13. <laughs> well, I have
0: five-year-olds right now, so definitely not. <laughs> it might,
1: because picking the wrong book might just kill people's uh, love. Yeah, hiding, yeah, yeah, yeah. And always start with the easy ones. And just as you mentioned, mm. I want to share with parents, why do you want to offer your kids easy books and fun books mm. when they're little? Mm. It's not just that they enjoy the process but they will, they will hate reading. Mm. They'll think reading is a fun and friendly process. Mm. And also, I especially point out to my daughter the joy of completing something mm-hmm. from the beginning to end, mm-hmm. right, especially without interruption. Mm-hmm. And that, once you become addicted to that feeling, I've completed something completely. Mm. <laughs> I think, you know, you don't need to uh, force them to finish all their projects. They will yeah. feel unfulfilled. Whatever they're doing is not finished. So you, you've been watching the Winter Olympics, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And by now, of course, everybody knows Aileen Gu. Gu Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: yeah. have already written a blog about her.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that struck me the most, um, you know, she, there are a lot of videos of interviews about her, and she's just amazing. She's just incredible. Um, she is. One thing I realized is, first of all, she sleeps at least like 10 hours a really? day. Really?
0: I didn't know that. As, That's amazing
1: yeah as an adult i mean he's she's 18 mm. so adults you know yeah, barely. You just crossed the border <laughs> but like when she was uh when she was a kid she slept like 13 to 15 hours what? a day <laughs> and then i know and as adults like even in high school high school jason she slept like 10 hours wow. a day and that's her secret weapon now the next question you know people will ask is how is that possible you know, how is it possible to sleep ten hours a day and do all these things, hmm. right? And to you know, be able to study well, learn things well. And she writes. Yeah, she's going to Stanford. You know, she's a writer. Yeah, she's a, that's like just yeah, I'm just going to Stanford. It's like you know, us get in into high school. <laughs> <laughs> and then she spends all these time, all kinds of hobbies, not just skiing. Hmm. So how how does she do it? How can she do it? And I think the answer is. It's either um, the first is that, you know, she really knows how to concentrate. Mm. Like when she said that when I'm when I decide to do my homework, like when I decide to study, I put in 100 percent of my focus. Mm. I focus on this thing until it's until it's done. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's okay if you just do one thing a day, but you need to do it really well. You concentrate Mm -hmm. on what you're doing.
2: Mm. And
1: then she's like, when I go play or when I go ski, I devote to it 100 percent. Now, it sounds very easy, right? It's like, okay, just, you know, just concentrate. But once you become conscious of the process of uh, trying to, to concentrate, you know how hard it is. Mm. And that takes, that takes practice. And now your wife knows it. Like she's a Buddhist, right? And when you yeah. meditate, a lot of it is about um, discarding uh, random thoughts mm-hmm. and focusing on one particular thing. Mm-hmm. It could be your breath. It could be the, just the present. Um, but it's a skill that people need to develop. And now this is hard enough on itself. Mm -hmm. And nowadays we have all these things just, uh, you know, trying their best to get our attention, to break Mm -hmm. our focus. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and they're doing this in ways that are not as obvious, like you wouldn't even know that your attention has, uh, you know, wandered away. A message pops up. Oh, this and that happened. Mm -hmm. I got to check it out. And you are gone and you you, you mm-hmm. just been led astray by one of those platforms. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to at least be aware yeah. of all these things happening, what we are up against. I, I think I can say it that way. I think uh, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes I think of all these social media as the enemy that you need to be aware of. A
0: lot of Americans use the term the distraction, mm-hmm. the big distraction. And that's like they're referring to all of the entertainment, not just social media, but movies, TV Video games, social Mm -hmm. media, everything out there that takes us away from what, you know, we really should be doing with our time. Right. That is oftentimes get called the big distraction.
1: And in the book, Deep Work, I don't know if you've read. uh, Yeah, Deep Work. It's a book about, you know, how to do deep work. Mm -hmm. Um, in this in this age, new age and in the future. Uh, the one of the qualities that will be needed the most mm-hmm. is the ability to do deep work. Yeah, now, yeah. you can imagine spending your day the easy way, right? You can play games for a few hours. You can easily spend hours on TikTok or the other websites. Mm-hmm. Y- your day will just f- slip away. Yeah. And uh, you won't even feel happy at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel you feel crappy, you know, because you haven't accomplished anything. Yeah. Um, Or you can make up your mind to step by step, day by day, you know, fight against that until it becomes, Mm -hmm. you become comfortable um, with less social media, with less distraction. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you're going to fall in love with the state where you can concentrate for long blocks of time and actually get something done. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know, hopefully our show today can inspire Some of our listeners who are struggling with
0: this. I want to go back to something you said earlier really fast. And, you know, a lot of parents come to me at the end of the year, especially they're like, "Okay, I need some advice. I trust you now. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what should I do to help my child learn to read? And or sometimes they don't ask that. That's what I wish they would ask. They actually ask, what books should I buy my child? My answer has been the same for Mm. many years. And sometimes I get people who don't understand, don't seem to understand what I'm saying. I say, bring them to the library, bring them to the bookstore Mm. and bring them to the area where that's appropriate for their age and level. And then let them Mm. choose the books they like because those are the books they're going to read. And it doesn't matter what they're about. It could be about Batman. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You you may think, what, this is a useless book. But to (laughs) them, they want to read about like Princess Elsa or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Let Mm -hmm. them do that because if they feel joy Mm -hmm. in reading, that's something that they can carry over into history and sociology later in their life because they need to the joy of reading. But coming back around to what we're saying about, you know, like how we should spend our time. Firstly, I agree with you 100%. People should be like, if you have goals, Mm -hmm. I hope people do, then, (laughs) you know, just doing a little bit of it every day does give you fulfillment. So, Mm -hmm. and eventually you do accomplish that goal. But also, I wanted to say, you know, about soci- the social part of the social media. You know, I hope people can make appointments with their friends to go to a park or a cafe mm. or a restaurant with-, with their friends. And that's where they're getting the social part mm-hmm. of, you know, you know, the social media. Drop the media parts a lot of the time and just go spend mm-hmm. time with people. You know, I think that's what people should be really doing. If they want, you know, to-, to talk to people, it's way easier to talk to people if they're just sitting across the table from you.
1: Right, and you don't have to do it every weekend right yeah i think for people who are real friends like me and my best friend uh Mm. there were times when we didn't really talk for like half a year you Mm. know like on wechat but we know we always know that we're there for each other we're just concentrating on other things Mm. but once we have something to say we'll just say it it's like we were we've been talking every day (laughs) you know so i I think uh real friendships you don't have to like bother them every day Mm -hmm. right And it maybe every few months you meet up and have coffee or a meal. And I think as humans, this is our innate need. Mm. Even for someone who is like, you know, socially, uh, what's the word? Aversive Mm -hmm. to social contacts. We still need, you know, human bond and just contact. So it's better to do it for real. Mm. Um, I do agree. And also just before uh, we run out of time, Mm. um, I want to share with everybody. Also, the fact that, you know, these social platforms, another danger of falling into the trap is that the holes are bottomless. Mm, right. Yeah. All these social medias, they are pretty much literally bottomless. Yeah. Um, they have an endless uh, resources um, for which they can use to grab your attention. If you are not careful, you're going to be the victim. You're going to fall as their victim. Um, <laughs> and if you think about it this way, I think maybe we'll be a little bit more careful. About spending our time, and also how uh, we we don't have time to get into how destructive uh, they can be uh, to your sleep. Yeah, um, because that could be a whole new topic. You know, the ability to to sleep well um, that's the key in restoring our energy, and also how our you know how healthy our brain, our mind, and body is. We need good quality sleep, but if you are so hooked on social media. as as you know i mentioned earlier they will be playing advertisements in your sleep you're absolutely right that victim we
0: are out of time it's always great talking with you baby remember fans we don't count to social media you can always come back to the fridge and spend your time here with us
1: (laughs) well uh, i'm glad you mentioned that you can listen to us (laughs) we we share the good stuff okay All all right thank you jason thank you